You're listening to the Core Stories Podcast. These are stories about lives that intersect with Jesus. I'm Emily, the Communications Director at Otter Creek Church. When Thomas sat down with me to share about her experience in Nairobi, Kenya at Made in the Streets, as she offered her service as a therapist for about three months to the students and staff. My name is Wynne Thomas. Um, I grew up born and raised in Nashville. Um, My family came to Otter Creek when I was in first or second grade um, when I was younger, and we've been a part of Otter Creek ever since. Um, The youth group at Otter Creek was really influential in um, the person that I am now and helping me become a Christian and a strong follower of God. I really enjoyed the time that I spent here, and um, I went to Lipscomb University for undergrad. Um, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I was a business major with a psych minor, and I don't remember doing this. I know that is because it was the work of the Holy Spirit, but I asked David Rubio if he needed summer interns um, in about February of my sophomore year and came in, interviewed, um, really never had any thought of wanting to be a youth ministry intern. I never thought that was something I would enjoy or want to do. And I fell completely in love with it and um, with how David works with the youth group and just his philosophy. Um, So I stayed, I did a summer, a school year, and then another summer here and switched my major to psychology with a business minor and then still wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. Thought maybe I would go into education. And then when I graduated, I had a few conversations that pointed me in the direction of marriage and family therapy and began grad school for that at Lipscomb and completed that a year ago. Growing up at Otter Creek, I'd heard about Me in the Streets for most of my life and um, loved when Charles and Darlene would come and we could get an update and it felt really real. You could really watch the ministry grow and the work that they were doing. Charles and Darlene started Main the Streets many years ago, working with street children in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and getting them off the streets into a school that they've started that kind of operates like a boarding school. The kids live there full-time and um, are able to get an education and then learn a skill for two years before um, they go get a job and Main the Street stays with them the whole process. Even after they graduate, they um, still are in contact with them and helping them. And um, part of the reason I decided to do the marriage and family therapy graduate school was because it had a missions aspect to it. There was an opportunity to go on mission trips, and I was very interested in um, doing therapy with mission work. And so a couple things ended up falling through and it was looking like the missions aspect wasn't going to pan out for, um, the program the year I was in it. And I knew that there was a group from Lipscomb that went every year. And so I talked to Chris Gonzalez, who is head of the marriage and family therapy program, who I knew had made, been to Main the Streets and had a heart for that ministry. And, So we started brainstorming what that could look like. And so after my first year of grad school, we did kind of an independent study. And I went with the Lipscomb group and did um, a little bit of therapy with the kids at Main the Streets. But it was a 
two and a half week trip. So it was mostly psychoeducation and working with Irene, who is the counselor on staff there. Um, and just fell in love with what God was doing through that ministry and the heart of the staff and the resiliency of the students there and knew I would be back, but didn't know what that exactly would look like. Um, so then I graduated from grad school and still wasn't sure what my career was going to look like. And so I talked with um, a few people at Made in the Streets and decided to go for a three-month time period last spring um, to do more therapy work there and see what that three-month time period could look like, if that could be something I could continue to do with them. So my therapy works there, work there looked um, mostly with working with the students at the Learning Center, which are about 13 to 16 years old, um, doing a lot of trauma-based work with them. The life on the streets is not an easy life. And so processing through a lot of that with them. And then with the skills students, which are 16 to 18 years old, we did a lot of life skills work and um, they got to pick the subjects that we worked on every week. So we talked about how to choose good friends and how to stay strong in your faith when you leave and working with boundaries around um, your values. And when they go back out, their families know that they now have a good education and have money and so how to protect what you have and also still being with your family and communicating with them but not letting others run all over you. Um, and then just we did a little bit of work with the staff um, with working with children who have been in trauma, which is something that they do know a lot about, um, thankfully. And we just kind of did a refresher course and um, just a few new strategies with the kids and how to just make what they're already doing better. I would say probably the most challenging thing was knowing how much these students have been through before they came to Made in the Streets. In my time there before, I was just there for two and a half weeks. So I got some background, but not a ton. Um, but in my three months, the students really began to trust me and open up more with their stories. And um, I just wasn't ready for the complexity of their stories and the trauma that they had been through. And um, just the the feeling of injustice that these children had to grow up so quickly and didn't get to be just children, um, that they had to experience a lot of really hard things. But God also opened my eyes to the resiliency that he has placed within their hearts and their ability to fully trust God, even though they have been let down by so many people that were supposed to be there for them, they are still able to open their hearts and minds to God being their father and their protector and fully putting all of their trust into him. It was a really beautiful thing to get to witness. They're amazing kids. While I was at Main the Streets, God really opened my eyes to their spiritual wealth and my lack of spiritual wealth. Um, we have so much material wealth in America that they do not have in Kenya, but they have so much spiritual wealth that I think we oftentimes take for granted in America. Um, and I, I've never had to worry 
where my next meal was going to come from. But that's a, a real worry that these students have had before. And so their trust is just so deep that God will provide and has provided. It opened my eyes to how much God provides on a daily basis that I often overlook in Kenya. I feel like God, just his hands are just everywhere working. And it's, I feel like time is slower because it's just not as big a deal. If you need to be somewhere at a certain time, you'll just get there when you get there and that's okay. And I had a lot of time walking and sitting on public transportation to just see God's timing in just the two hours that I have been awake. You know, I was supposed to be on this bus or I was supposed to be walking at this time to run in to this person. And um, it has made me really slow down here in America when I've come back because he's doing all those things here. I just oftentimes am so busy and going that I don't take time to stop and reflect on each little thing that he does for me every day. My mom came and visited me for a little over a week while I was there, and that was a really powerful experience for me. She had never been on an international mission trip before. Her and my dad have helped me and my two sisters fund many international mission trips, but they themselves have not been on one. And so to see this whole culture through her eyes, experiencing it all for the first time was um, a really powerful experience for me. Um, I wanted her to see where these students came from. She spent, we spent a lot of time on the Main Street's campus with the students, but I wanted her to see the, the streets and where these kids live, even though it, it's really hard. And um, I tried to prepare her, but it, it was difficult because I'm not a mother and I knew from her mother heart that this was gonna be hard to see these kids and in, in what they live in. Um, but I felt like it was really important. So we, we went and, um, Monica, who was one of the staff members at the, um, main streets in Eastley, which is their center where street kids can come and get meals and get Bible lessons and math lessons and church and such. Um, she agreed to take my mom and I to a base, but said, uh, we had to make a quick stop before we got to the base. And, so we got on the public transportation, which is always an adventure, and um, went to a, an area that I had been a couple times, and um, I noticed we were going away from the base where the kids lived, and so I asked Monica what we were doing, and uh, she said that we were going to talk to a, a teenage girl who was thinking about coming to Made in the Streets. And so we, we trudged through this market area, um, which I know was overwhelming for my mom, but she handled it really well. And we get to this uh, this house, and this older woman comes out, and her and Monica speak in Swahili, and then we start walking again with this woman leading us. And we, we just continue to follow, and um, we come to another house, and a teenage girl comes out named Linda, who's 13, and she's there with her aunt. Her mom had died the year before, and her aunt didn't have money for her to go to school. So she was going to the base during the day to try to beg for money and then coming just to sleep at night with her aunt. And so Monica just said, we're, we're here to bring you to Made in the Streets if you'd like to come. And uh, we got to watch Monica kind of give the Made in the Streets spiel to this 
girl about what Maine the Streets was and the better life that she could have if she chose this. And that if you come to Maine the Streets, you agree to give your life to God and you agree to start a whole new life. This life is no longer defining you, but you have this opportunity to come here. And, um, and she said, yes, I'd love to. And we all prayed over her and her aunt in, in that moment. And, um, her aunt was just so appreciative. And Monica said, I, I don't want you to grab anything. I don't want you to change clothes. I want you to come just as you are and we'll get you a shower and we'll get you whole new clothes and wardrobe. And, um, this is just the start to your new life. And so we got to go back with her and, and on, on our way back, we, we passed some of the street boys and you, you know, they're street boys when they, by the way, they look, but also they're sniffing glue, um, a shoe glue they put in a water bottle to um, get high and forget that they're living on the street. And some of them walked by us, and Monica just reached out and and touched this boy's face and just um, looked at him, and he looked at her, and she said, you know, we're, we're coming to visit the base soon. And he said, okay, and went away. And at that point, I had been there a month and a half and had seen a, a lot of interactions like that. But my mom just, you know, kind of broke down and later and, you know, she said that that's the hand of, of Jesus. Monica reaching out and touching that boy. That is what this whole ministry is about. That There are people on the staff that just have such a love for these street children and just reaching out and touching that boy's face and saying, I see you and you're not just a piece of trash to me like some people in this community think you are. We love you and we see you and, and we're coming to visit you. And and so that was just those two moments right there together were just huge moments for me and to be able to see those through my mom's eye. I, I don't know that that moment of Monica touching his face would have meant as much to me if my mom it hadn't been so much to her and for her to really have us stop and reflect on that moment. Um, but that that moment kind of sums up so much of what I saw in my time there and how God has just placed these people in this ministry and in these students' lives to make a better future for them. And so then I got to watch Linda come to Kamulu and get a whole new outfit and get her uniform for school and reunite with friends that she was with on the street that are now in Kamulu. And then my, my mom and dad were able to become her sponsor. So she will now be forever connected with our family and calls herself one of our sisters. And um, it, it was just a really special moment for sure. Lately, I've been reminded of, about God's timing and His will, and that those two things are perfect, that His timing and His will are perfect. And leaning into those from a uh, place of liking to have some control has been difficult, but He continues to show me over and over again that He knows what He is doing. And you know, going to Made in the Streets or being a youth group intern here were not a part of my plan that I thought I had for my life. But he continues to show me that he has things planned for me. And just leaning into that has been a journey. But he over and over and over again shows me through my own life and from the lives of those around me that it is perfect and it is worth leaning into. 
Horror Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories and follow us on Instagram at Otter Creek Church.